Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome, this is Nicola Beer. I'm so happy you're here. Today I'm going to be sharing with you about common cultural clashes in relationships and how to overcome them. More specifically, the three choices you have when going through difficult cultural clashes and challenges in your marriage. So what are they? That's what I'm going to be sharing with you at first, the most common ones I come across, the seven most common ones, and then looking at what options you have to to deal with them. Because as a relationship specialist, I've had the privilege over the years to work with hundreds of couples from all over the world, one-to-one. Many of my clients come from different financial backgrounds than their partner or different cultures or different religious beliefs. And more often than not, these couples who have had very different backgrounds face more challenges in their relationship, particularly when there is no open communication. Clashes suddenly erupt and many are left wondering how to move forward together, how to overcome the differences. And sometimes Couples will come to me and say, because of their cultural differences, should they part ways? And of course, it's never up for me to say what a couple should do, but I support either one or both to realise, are they doing the right actions to help their relationship? And if they're not, what actions can they take? And if they are doing the right actions or they don't have the motivation or the willingness to do the actions, then we look at what else can be done in order to assess whether their relationship is going to be good long term. I believe that if the one person's really committed and they really want to make it work and they're willing to take actions, they can often shift the mindset and the heart of the other person. So let's talk about the most common issues that I see between couples. The first one is money. How money should be spent? Who it should be given to? Should it be saved? Or should it be squandered? Sometimes people like to live for now and savings is not something they're interested in. Other people like to save, save, save. Some couples argue over whether you should give money to parents or other family members. And this can cause a lot of arguments. Then there's cultural clashes around parental influence. So how much you allow your parents to become involved in your married life. How much your parents interfere, as some will call it, or help in the other perspective, in your personal life. Are they there to support you? Are they allowed to come round your house anytime they like? Are they allowed to live with you? Are they in charge? These are often common things that people have a lot of conflict over in their relationships. The next one is raising children. Now raising children is definitely something that all couples don't always see eye to eye on all the time. Even if you're from the same culture, even if you've had the similar upbringing, raising children and the way to do it 
and how to give your children the education and moral values is something that's really important. So it needs to be negotiated and it needs to be compromised often and sometimes it's agreeing to disagree. And I've helped couples where they've had a real clash on parenting, where one wanted to send their children to bed without any dinner, the other one was saying, no, they can eat what they want, we can't send them to bed without any dinner. And the husband was saying, well, no, this is how they're going to learn how to eat their vegetables if they go to bed hungry, if they don't eat what's in front of them. And they just had a completely different way of raising their children when it came to installing healthy eating habits into their children. They were really couldn't find that compromise. And then talking it through and looking at different solutions, they were able to find a middle ground and a new way forward. And this can be quite difficult if you believe, okay, we're culturally different, we're never going to agree, and this causes conflict. I've also had couples come where the father doesn't want the child to, the daughter to go out and to be a teenager according to the wife's perspective. And there's clashes there about what he would allow his daughter to do compared to what he would allow his son to do and what his daughter was allowed to wear. And so we talked through that and luckily we managed to, again, come to some kind of agreement. So raising children is an important one. The fourth one is how to act socially. Now, if you come from completely different cultural backgrounds, what is acceptable and what's not acceptable may differ. This can be in terms of dress code, in terms of etiquette, what to say, what to do. This can sometimes cause a lot of clashes. The fifth is in communication. Now, some cultures are better at being emotionally open, sharing their feelings, talking about subjects that other cultures, they just don't talk about. I mean, Britain is quite a reserved country. The UK, from the UK, and as an English person, it was difficult in my relationships before I started on this path, helping people with relationships to even talk about sex. We were both British and it was difficult. And then other cultures, they're so open. They talk about it so freely. So it really does depend on how communicative you are in certain topics and overall, based on your culture, this can be something. The next one is roles within the marriage. Now, certain cultures, they have an expectation that the women will have this role and the men will have this role. And even though that person that you married may say that they are a modern man or a modern woman, sometimes, yes, they're modern in outlook, they're modern in lots of ways, but when it comes to the traditional roles within the relationship, within the home, they can actually be following their cultural tradition. And this can cause a lot of clashes. And the way to avoid this one is definitely to share your expectations before you get married, before you live together, before you commit, and saying, are you happy with this? I had a wife and a husband arguing about the kitchen in their apartment and the house. And the husband said, a wife is in charge of the kitchen. The kitchen is hers. She can do what she wants with it. It's her home. It's her kitchen. And the wife was saying to me, but Nicola, I don't want to be in charge of the kitchen. 
when we were dating, we took it in turns cooking every other night. And why now we're married, do I have control of the kitchen? Do I have control of the home? And because this wasn't ever discussed, it was causing a lot of arguments in the relationship, a lot of friction, a lot of disappointment. And then thankfully we discussed it and then things started to change and they, they came to a new a new way forward. So sometimes culture can dictate how we see also the finances and the housework being divided and who is looking after the children. In some cultures, it's definitely the mum's job. In other cultures, it's no, it's shared. Or the father looks after the son. So managing this and communicating this is really important. And lastly, health and wellness. Attitudes towards eating healthily, exercising, living an addiction-free life. This is what a lot of cultural clashes can also happen, even in normal relationships where the couples are from the same background. That's what I mean by normal. There can be clashes. And with this one, particularly if you were raised where you have to live a healthy lifestyle, and other people are raised where they're not aware of how to live a healthy lifestyle, or it's just not that important for them in their culture. So those are the main seven most common cultural clashes that I see. So what's the answer? How do you handle this? How do you move forward in your relationship when you both have really different beliefs, ideas, norms and opinions about what's right and what's wrong? Well, as I share with my clients, it's really simple. You've got three options. You've got the option number one, which is my way or the highway. For some people, this is the solution. In situations particularly where one partner may be overly aggressive or controlling and the relationship has changed from once a loving partnership to one where a partner feels constantly belittled or underappreciated, this option can lead to one partner trying to push the other into doing things they don't want to do. It can also entail a relationship where one person is always angry and in some instances condemning and often suggesting that their partner is wrong. Trying to control the other person or pressurising them to be like you and do things your way doesn't end well. For obvious reasons, long-term marital bliss doesn't come from pushing and ordering your partner to do things. If you do feel pushed in your relationship, or if you are the one pushing, even if your partner does what you say, it's not good for the relationship long term. Because that's when resentment builds. Because no one likes to be told what to do. And no one likes to be with someone who is saying, it's my way or the highway. Or it's my way and I'm, or I'm going to ignore you. Or it's my way and I'm going to punish you financially. Or it's my way and I'm going to do this. And when you're living in a relationship like that, it's miserable. However, also as well, giving yourself up in order to meet their demands doesn't help either if you're literally doing everything that they want. Because true happiness comes from following your heart, being true to yourself. And I think that's one of the best gifts about being in a relationship, is being able to be yourself. Being loved for being you and being able to be you and feeling appreciated for your differences, for your culture for your background, for your outlook. This is what gives you peace and it helps you to love yourself and love others when you feel accepted. So the next option, and I'm hoping that 
you're listening to that thinking, yes, I'm not going to go for my way or the highway, is to compromise. And this is the halfway house, I call it. So if saving your relationship is of utmost importance to you, if living in peace and harmony is high on your agenda at any cost, then it's important to find a middle ground, a way to compromise on things that you fight about or argue about. And with this, it's really about talking until you reach a policy of joint agreement. You may have heard me mention that before in other podcasts. It's where you say, okay, we don't agree. So let's keep on talking. Let's just leave the conversation here for a few days. And then let's come back to it when we've both had a chance to think of some other alternatives. If you can't agree at that moment. It's about accepting that partner you chose to marry has different ideas. And as their spouse, you will embrace those differences and find a way to make it work for the both of you. Now, it won't always work 100% of the time, but if you can find your own unique middle ground that you just might find the peace that you're looking for, if you can just agree to compromise. And if there's a decision, which often there can be, where there is no way to find a middle compromise, it's either yes or no, it's either this way or that way, then it can be a case of, okay, we'll do it your way this time, and next time it's my turn. So this can be, for example, you can't agree on a holiday destination, or you can't agree on a financial purchase. It's like, okay, well, you can buy this this time and I'll buy this next time. Or we'll go to this place this time and next time we'll go here. And sometimes with parenting, it can be, okay, we'll try it your way. And if it doesn't work, we're going to try it my way. And then if that doesn't work, then we'll find another way. And that can be a great way as well, a process of elimination. And not always making sure that your way has to go first, allowing your partner to also go first as well sometimes. And this approach takes humility and courage. It also takes a willingness to give up some of your desires in order to meet your partner's needs. Listen to each other before identifying differences, problems and solutions and you'll be halfway there. And when I do mediation for couples, either married or when they're going through a divorce and they've decided on divorce, it's really important to celebrate and acknowledge the commonalities Where do you agree? Where do you align? What do you share in common? When you do that, it's far easier to overcome the differences because often couples see a lot of things in a similar way. That's what attracted them to each other, the differences and the similarities. And so only looking for the differences is going to cause a lot more friction in the relationship. And Just a reminder here, if your partner has agreed to do things in the way that you have put forward, it's really key to be impatient as he or she adapts to your new way of doing things. Because if you continually correct your spouse, they may lose interest in doing things your way and adjusting to your ideals. And this is going to cause problems down the line because they might have said they're going to do something your way. And then if you criticize them, then they think, well, I'm not going to do it your way. And then you're going to be angry because what they said they were going to do, they're now not doing. And it can cause a whole lot of problems. So it's really important to be patient because people tend to gravitate naturally towards familiarity. So they're going to occasionally go back to their old ways if we're talking about a new pattern that you're trying to install. 
So it's just allowing that to happen, being patient, looking for the positives in your partner, looking for the positive things that they're doing, that they're trying, the effort that they're making, and that's going to make a huge difference. I've had many couples who have got angry at their spouse saying they're just not adjusting fast enough. And it can take time for people to get used to new traditions and new ways of doing things. For example, I had a lady who was fed up of her husband's parents interfering when they first got married. She couldn't stand the way they expected to know everything that they were doing and felt suffocated. After time, she was able to embrace their presence and welcome it in most areas. And other areas where she couldn't handle their interference, she would say to them, I'm not comfortable with this. And she would say, if they asked her questions that she didn't want to answer, she would say, I'm not comfortable answering those questions. And sharing that to them in a really polite way, no one was offended. So if there is something like you don't want their parents to be involved as much in your relationship, can you find a compromise? Can you allow the parents to be involved in some things and not in others? Is there a way to find a grey solution rather than making it black or white? And this halfway house is really how we grow in relationships and how we grow in life. When we celebrate our differences, when we try new things, when we change things about ourselves, when we follow new ways of living, when we change the way we perceive things, we're going to feel happier because we're going to be growing and we're going to be learning. And yes, we may have a little bit of resistance along the way or we may have a bit of difficulty adjusting but long term we're growing we're expanding and let's face it life would be really really boring if we were in a relationship with someone that thought exactly the same way we did that acted exactly the same way we did having your clone next to you would be pretty boring so relationships become attractive when there are differences and similarities when you share your culture, it can be fantastic. And the third way is let go, let go, let it go. And this choice is simple. Let go of expectations. Love your partner for who they are. Love their culture for what it is and learn as much as possible. Look for things that you love about where they're from and focus on that. Accept your differences and be happy with the person that you chose. You are together for a reason and every single person that enters our life is not by accident. I truly believe that, especially someone that you have chosen to be your romantic partner. The biggest reason for divorce is people's unmet expectations. And when their expectations aren't being met, it makes them feel unhappy and frustrated. And over time, this can lead to resentment, which causes hostility and an icy home environment, even if no words are said. Because you can feel if someone is distant from you. You can feel if someone is resenting you. They don't have to say anything. And as you cannot change your partner or remove their culture from them, letting go of the expectations, letting go of the way that you feel that they should be acting, or they should be doing this in a certain way or being a certain way, is going to really free you. Because accept them and your life will be blissful. You will be in peace. And just like the law of attraction, when you accept them fully, they'll start accepting you fully. When you celebrate their uniqueness, their difference, 
to you and the way of doing things, they will begin to reciprocate and do that for you. It's just the way it works. The more you love and accept someone, the more you love and acceptance you will receive back. And acceptance is a wonderful thing. It's good for our health, it reduces stress, and it makes us feel good. So let it go. Can you let it go? If you think about what you're clashing about now, can you let it go? Can you let it be? And if you can't, okay, well then that's taking you back to finding the halfway house. The most important thing is to enjoy the path that you are on with your partner. Relationships there for us to grow, for us to learn, and for our enjoyment. Relationships can be our greatest source of passion and our greatest source of pleasure. And on the flip side, they can be our greatest source of pain. So we want to make sure that your relationship is full of passion and pleasure. And when you're both allowing and accepting each other's differences, life becomes lighter and a bit more enjoyable. Of course, every relationship is different. Every person is unique. So when two people come together from very different backgrounds, it's normal for there to be some issues. What is not okay is any kind of abuse or staying in a relationship where you are controlled, belittled and feel that you're losing a sense of who you are. Being married to someone from another culture has the opportunity to bring so much into both of your lives, to try new things, to open you up to new ideas and new places. But without an open talk policy and constant communication, it can and does have the potential to leave one or both of the parties wondering if they made the right decision. So the key thing really is to have open communication. Any point in a relationship, if there is a topic that which cannot be spoken about, if there's something that is off limits to bring up, that can cause a lot of friction and a lot of damage to a relationship. So you should be able to discuss the cultural differences, to discuss any challenges, to discuss what you're finding difficult or any uncertainty about how to move forward on a particular issue. And if there are multiple clashes in your relationship and cracks in your self-confidence, then don't think twice about getting help and support. No relationship is easy, but all relationships can be built and in many cases rebuilt in a way that both partners feel loved, appreciated and respected. So give yourself and the relationship time because it has the potential to blossom into something truly beautiful if you can really work through the differences. Often people, when they go through a difficult patch, think, okay, that's it. We're too different. Let's end the relationship. And that's a real shame because it's actually at those points that we're meant to stay, we're meant to be tested and we're meant to allow ourselves to learn, let go and enjoy. And I find that personally very difficult. I used to run from most of my relationships because I would just get scared and I would think, oh, this is too hard work. And I'm all about self-development. I'm all about self-growth. And I didn't realise that actually I would have grown a lot more and developed myself a lot more if I had stayed, if I had learned, if I had gone through the difficulties rather than running away. So I hope this has been interesting and useful for you. 
do feel free to contact me through my website, nicolabeer.com, if you have any questions or you have any suggestions for new podcasts. A few of you have been asking about whether you can donate to the show to keep it going. Yes, there's a donation button on my website as well. If you find anything useful and you want to contribute as little as $3 a month. And if you're a person that's into Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and you like to watch my videos or follow me on social media so that you can get the little bits of wisdom while you're on the go, then please do join me. My Instagram is nicolabeer1 and I'll put the links to my Facebook and website with this episode. From my heart to yours, have an awesome day ahead wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me in this journey to help more people, including myself, have awesome, authentic, loving relationships. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love-filled day ahead.